politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast. So Chuck Schumer is a thug who sounds like he's straight out of a Mario Puzo novel as he was threatening the justices Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. Well, today a nut was arrested for trying to kill Justice Kavanaugh. That's right. Why is it the left is never held accountable for all their violent metaphors, their constant use of violent metaphors? And while I don't blame words, I do think it's really important to realize that if we're having a natural conversation about toning down the rhetoric, they're the ones with the outrageous rhetoric. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hope you're having a great day today. A lot going on. Busy, uh, busy afternoon for a, what is it now, Wednesday. Uh, and it's uh, it's the, almost the summertime, which is great stuff. So yeah, so this is what we're dealing with right now. We're dealing with a nutbag lunatic who literally was out there trying to kill a Supreme Court justice. And you know what he said? He said he wanted to do something to give his life meaning. He wanted to do something to give his life meaning. Well, they sure have done that, right? He sure has done that, given himself meaning by becoming famous for trying to kill a Supreme Court justice. He also said he was able to find his address on Google. Remember when we were talking about all these people protesting outside the homes of Supreme Court justices, and what did the White House turn around and say? The White House turned around and said, well, we support peaceful protesting. Yeah, but you're not supposed to protest outside of the homes of judges or or jurors because we have to make sure it's impartial. We can't pressure them into a ruling because they're afraid for their lives. We can't do that. So why would we allow that to occur? But they didn't say anything about that. The guy had a gun. The guy had a knife. And the question, of course, is when this man was arrested for allegedly threatening Kavanaugh near his home, the question now, of course, is are they going to do anything about the stalled legislation to provide security for justices and their families, which is amazing that we even have to have the conversation. That is the question. The Biden White House did not condemn left-wing agitators going outside the homes of justices. They didn't do that. They, 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 I mean, this is a man who said he wanted to give his life purpose. Well, there, there you go. Those are, that's the purpose right there. Here are some of the items found in the backpack of the suspect arrested near Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home. Let me share that with you. Uh, A Glock 17, two magazines, ammunition, tactical knife, pepper spray, and zip ties. Sounds to me like he was planning on an insurrection, perhaps a judicial insurrection. What does it sound like to you? Hmm. But should we go down memory lane? Should we? Should we we go down memory lane and go down and talk about what Chuck Schumer said that day? Should we have a conversation about that? Because I think we should. I think it's worth having a conversation about the threats. You know, I'm going to make them an offer I can't refuse. And if they don't like the ruling, then uh, we're going to go out there and kill them. It's, I've been watching The Offer a lot, which is all about the making of The Godfather. So this is particularly on my mind right now, this kind of idea. And what he says here, and I'm just going to quote it for you, You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these decisions. You won't know what hit you. Taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. 
You won't know what hits you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Hmm. What would hit you? A bullet from a Glock, a fist, a knife, a zip tie getting thrown at your face as you're told to handcuff yourself? What I am what what would exactly hit you? Now, obviously, Chuck Schumer is using a metaphor, and like a lot of stupid people, he uses a dumb metaphor and a dumb analogy, but the problem is you've got a lot of people out there who are completely deranged. They're deranged, and they hear stuff like this, and then they need a safe space, so they decide that they're going to be the ones to then go and fulfill the destiny. It's like the guy who shot Congressman Steve Scalise. Now, we are having this national conversation right now about toning down the rhetoric. We got to tone it down, they keep saying. Tone down the rhetoric. We're too mean to each other. We're too nasty to each other. Just yesterday, Matthew McConaughey was literally at the White House talking about how we all got to work together to solve these issues. And today, this guy goes out there and does something. My point is this. uh, If we are toning down the rhetoric, don't you think it should start with, I don't know, the head of the Senate? The United States Senate. But Democrats do this all the time. Democrats do this all the time and they get there's no repercussions for them with their nasty, over-the-top, violent rhetoric. None. There's no they don't get in trouble for any of this stuff. They don't get in trouble for any of this stuff because they're allowed to say it. And whenever anybody turns around, whenever anybody turns around and suggests anything, the answer is always, well, no, we're talking peacefully. Just peacefully. You know, there was a billion dollars of destruction during the summer of love. After George Floyd's murder, a billion dollars of destruction. Here is a uh, CNN uh, analyst, Whitney Wild. Take a listen. This certainly contributes to this overall threat landscape we've been talking a lot about. The major concern here with this abortion ruling from federal officials, and they've been sounding the alarm alarm on this for about a month, is that Supreme Court justices will certainly be, you know, potentially targeted by violent extremists who are angered over this pending ruling that is poised to strike down Roe v. Wade. This is an extremely passionate issue. There are emotions on both sides. Federal officials have made clear over and over they believe the risk truly comes from both sides of this abortion debate. Uh, So certainly this case, uh, you know, really solidifying what federal officials have been warning about. People are angry. They might seek to use the abortion ruling as a justification to cause violence. And that puts the Supreme Court justices, their staffs and other members uh, of this, the judiciary, especially the Supreme Court at risk. And that's the idea of why this was leaked in the first place. And I believe that. I really do. I believe it was leaked on purpose so that you would get crazy people to go out there and scare and intimidate the justices so they would change their mind and not vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. That's what I think. I think you'd have to be an idiot not to see it that way. Why else would you leak it? There's no other reason to leak it. Some people said, oh, it's for midterm elections. Midterms are November. This is June. We're in June, and this decision could come out any day now. No, no, it was leaked early because they wanted the Supreme Court justices to change their mind. They wanted protests in the streets. They wanted people outside their homes. They wanted death threats to these people so the Supreme Court justices would change their mind and not go forward with this. That's exactly what they were thinking. You know it and I know it. But why doesn't anybody else know it besides us? Because they're not smart. They're not as smart as you and me anyway. He told police he was upset about the justice's views on abortion and guns. Really? You don't say, huh? You don't say. Let's take a listen to this. But first to David Spunt, live at the Department of Justice. David, we now know the name of this man, 26-year-old Nicholas John Roski. When do we expect to see him in court? 
Sandra, he's supposed to be in court at some point in the next few hours in Maryland, in federal court, facing a charge of attempted murder of a United States Supreme Court justice. Sandra, at the top of the show just a few moments ago, you mentioned a knife and a gun, also zip ties and a crowbar showing clearly he had some intention to potentially kidnap uh, one of the Kavanaugh's, if not Justice Kavanaugh, break into that home. We're getting some really, really sordid details coming out of this criminal complaint that was just unsealed saying that he arrived outside the home of Justice Kavanaugh at one o'clock in the morning before calling police on himself shortly thereafter saying he had suicidal thoughts. About a couple of hours ago, I had a chance to ask Attorney General Merrick Garland, the nation's top law enforcement officer, about this. Watch. This kind of behavior is obviously is behavior that we will not tolerate. Threats of violence and actual violence against the justices, of course, strike at the heart of our democracy. And we will do everything we can to prevent them and to hold people who do them accountable. For that reason, last month, I accelerated uh, the protection of all the justices' residences 24-7. Nick Roski in FBI custody. He'll appear before a judge shortly, 26 years old from Simi Valley, California, according to law enforcement sources. So we're told he called the police on himself at 1.42 in the morning. The Montgomery County police arrived. They found a knife. They found zip ties. They found pepper spray. Also, that gun, specifically a Glock pistol. They took him into custody. The U.S. Marshals assisted. He was booked at a local police station. We're also told uh, that he had some thoughts, some suicidal thoughts. So clearly he was dealing with uh, some mental issues at the time of this. But still, still, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell over in the Senate says there's no excuse for specifically what happened. Listen. This is exactly. You know, what, before I, I get to Mitch, let me just say that uh, we have heard so much about domestic extremism on the right we keep hearing about this over and over again. It's something we hear about all the time. Even uh, Nicole Wallace, a short time ago, before this happened, because the Senate was holding a hearing on domestic terrorism. And so Nicole Wallace came out and said, it, well, let's take a listen to what Nicole Wallace had to say. Right replacement theory has become political ideology. Frank, if Mr. Whitfield's mother was killed by foreign terrorists, the Democrats and the Republicans on the committee would be promising him the moon. Um, what is, I mean, is it as obvious as it seems that domestic violent extremists are an important part of the voting coalition on the right? I mean, what is the structural impediment to pardoning the homeland against domestic violent extremism? Do you think it's domestic violent extremism to show up at a Supreme Court justice's house with a gun and knife, zip ties, and want to kill him? Is that domestic extremism in your mind? I think so, right? Obviously. So then let's play what Mitch McConnell had to say a short time ago on the floor of the Senate, according to the Fox News report. This is exactly the kind of event that many worried the unhinged, reckless, apocalyptic rhetoric from prominent figures toward the court going back many months, and especially in recent weeks, could make more likely. 
We're waiting for this court appearance, and Senator McConnell didn't say it by name, but I think that clip from uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is very telling. Mm -hmm. That was two years ago on the steps of the Supreme Court, and mm -hmm. notice that McConnell used the word prominent names when talking about some of those, mm -hmm. uh, some of that inflammatory language towards Supreme Court justices. John Sandra. Okay, David Spon. That's right. And again, just to remind you what Mario Puzian thing that Chuck Schumer said two years ago. Taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Do you remember when, um, let's see, Alexandria Hoff from Fox News, a Philly girl who used to be on local uh, CBS, I think she was CBS 3 in town here, I believe it was. Uh, this is uh, a little flashback here to when Alexandria Hoff was asking Jen Psaki about whether or not there should be done more to protect people outside, the protect Supreme Court justices from people outside of their homes. I do want to ask as well, I mean, the Department of Justice was very swift in responding to school board members who felt like they were being harassed and intimidated um, a couple months back. Does the president feel that the demonstrations outside of, say, Justice Alito's home, um, are those attempts to interfere or intimidate? Hmm. Wow. What does she say, by the way? Because remember, they were very fast to say, you parents at school board meetings, you coming here and protesting the fact that we're trying to teach your kids about genitals when they're three years old. You coming here to because you don't like the fact that your kids are learning they might be a unicorn. We're going to call you domestic terrorists. If you don't want to hear about two guys in the bathroom together just because your kid's in you know preschool, well, you're a terrorist. But what about people who are outside the homes of Supreme Court justices? Hmm. And this is uh, what Saki said. Well, I think I said yesterday, but I'm happy to repeat because I think it's important for everybody to hear that the president's long-standing view has been that violence, threats, and intimidation of any kind have no place in political discourse. And we believe, of course, in peaceful protests. What I do find is interesting, um, and I think most many people have noted, is that there are voices on the right who have called out um, this uh, protests that are happening uh, while remaining silent for years on protests that have happened outside of the homes of school board members, the Michigan Secretary of State, or including threats made to women seeking reproductive health care or even an insurrection against our capital. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date, and we certainly continue to encourage that outside of and then Alexandra Hoff follows up, though, about the fact that this is a pending court case, which is a very important point. This is a pending court case, though. That's where the federal law comes into place. This is a pending court case. Well, but I, I think that uh, intimidation and protests and intimidation outside of the homes of school board members, the Michigan Secretary of State, uh, you know, intimidation and threats against people seeking legal reproductive health care uh, and against our capital and American democracy also warrant some outrage. And we haven't really seen that. Why is she conflating the two out of curiosity? Why can't she just address the fact that people are protesting outside the Supreme Court justices' homes? Because they don't care. That's why they don't care that they're doing it. They want them to do it. That's why. 
And and when you don't want to answer a question directly, you try to then go take everybody on a different track. Well, why aren't you talking more about the fact that people have been protesting outside school board members' homes in Michigan? <laughs> but that what? That's not we're not talking about that. We're talking about protests outside the United States Supreme Court justices how their homes. Because of the leaked draft of the Roe v. Wade overturning. Yeah, well, yeah, but but in 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 Skokie, in Topeka, there's a, a guy who protested a city councilman because he won't allow a dog park. Why you're not? Why is that not huh, coming up? Huh? But because it's not relevant to this conversation, not relevant to you. But, like, maybe relevant to, like, other people, maybe, or something. Huh? Is it maybe because they really wanted people outside their homes as Supreme Court justices and they actually really wanted to encourage all this? How come you're silent? Because there's a guy, and he's on the sewer commission in Sewell, New Jersey, and he's not allowing a... He, he wants a... There was a rate increase and people, they were protesting and, and you're not, hmm, huh? How come that, sir, to, to you and your little friend, January 6th? <laughs> this is a bring up January 6th. They can't help themselves. Every, every answer is January 6th, isn't it? Is everything just becomes automatically January 6th. Let's cut through the BS. This is the Rich Zioli Podcast.